Beginning route. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Navigate. I think this is our third Navigate um, podcast or whatever we call these things, right? Yeah. It'll technically be four because we four. recorded a worship one. Oh, uh, that's right. In between. Okay, so, yeah. That was probably the best one. We weren't on it. Oh, you're probably doing it. But anyway. <laughs> it was good. good. <laughs> well, um, tonight uh, we're going to talk about a subject that's on everybody's mind. It's on the news everywhere you look. And um, these two gentlemen here, longtime friends of mine, let me introduce over here, Canal. he's new to this set, but uh, depending on how he does tonight, this may be his first and last, <laughs> or this may be the first of many. No pressure, Canal. No pressure. It might be my Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, with all the big money and the check we're paying you, you, you know, it'll be well worth your time being Absolutely. here tonight and all that, so yeah. But this is Canal Katri. And he's an elder and a teacher at our church and much loved by everybody. He kind of shepherds the flock very well, mm-hmm. and we love him. It's what a wonderful contribution he is to, to our church and to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of keeps me going, keeps me in order and all that kind of good stuff. He's a gift, and we appreciate you being here. Yeah. But he's also, he's not even from the United States, but he's zealous for our country, and I'll mm-hmm. let him talk about that. Mm. Um, I don't know where he's from, India or Ghana or Africa or someplace. I'll let him explain all that. All I ever get out of him is Brown Lives Matter. So there you go for Canal. And, of course, we have Justin. You know, you're used to Justin. And Justin is one of those guys that's very articulate, as you have been able to notice through our broadcasts. But, man, Justin's a truth teller. That's the anointing that he has on his life and this election, boys, mm. <laughs> gentlemen, is boiling down to us some truth. Yeah. And um, whether you're, uh, you know, <clears throat> on the donkey side or the elephant side, <laughs> we want to be on the biblical side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we're after. And we, we want to um, help people um, understand why we were going to vote for who we're going to vote for. It doesn't have anything to do with a personality or a party. It has to do with truth. It has to be about what God is doing and saying on the earth today. And I know that you know that our, our country is more polarized than ever. And unfortunately, guys, I think it's polarized the church some as well. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot at stake. There really is. Um, but these two guys here, this is in their heart all about the – I, I think, you know, Kenal, when I heard Justin – I don't know, five or six months ago, I thought, dude needs to run for office. <laughs> I mean, he was so articulate. Right. I mean, like, man, did you write a speech or something? But, yeah. And he was really plugged in. But that's on him. Very powerful oration. Yes. Yeah. Oratory gift. Yes, he does. And you are so um, zealous for our country because you've been in places that don't have all that we have. Mm. And you love um, our president, <clears throat> and you've supported and you've motivated us. You know, to be supportive, to pray for our government and yeah. all of our officials. And yeah. so, anyway, what we want to do um, uh, is just talk about tonight about a biblical perspective of why we're voting on what what is the church saying about this election, um, some prophetic information, um, what, what's heaven saying, what's the Bible saying, and then do some comparisons mm. between you know the the two parties. They really are, you know. Um, Apples and oranges, right? Yeah. Or, or maybe farther than that. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm just going to turn these guys loose. And I wanted to, uh, Canal to just talk about, you know, 
Canal's very good about reminding me and our church about the importance of the prophetic word. Right. And the Bible is a book of prophecy. I don't know why everybody's scared of it, right. you know. Right. Right. And when we prophesy, we're just saying what God's already said in a particular situation, basically. Right. And so during this time that we're in, and as important as this area is, I really want Canal to kind of share what I know he's good at, what's in his heart about all of this from a biblical perspective, particularly, that guess, the president. So mm. sure. talk to us. Yeah, thank you. I think, you know, one of the things as a the church at large we're trying to do is we want to always know what the spirit realm is saying about a situation, a person, a church, uh, a season. Uh, you know, in Chronicles it says uh, the sons of Issachar, mm. they knew the times and the seasons. So heaven gets the best results when the partnership with the church on earth is is as much with what heaven is saying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jesus said, on earth as it is in yes. heaven. And I believe uh, even in the days coming, we're going to get more revelation. We're getting more revelation that there is a partnership in Ephesians. It talks about the church in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole paradigm that we can know a lot of biblical principles which is a wonderful foundation to start on but in a kairos moment what is heaven saying that we can partner with so that that biblical foundation can be launched even further and get further inroads into a nation a city a state that god would want to do so i want to say that one thing that uh before i read a scripture here is one thing that the church at large maybe in this past election cycle, especially in 2016, struggled with was that uh, could God speak so directly about some of these things? And we all, if we're honest, wrestled through some of these prophecies that came forth. Mm-hmm. And I want to also say that uh, Paul talks about that there are metrons, there are layers and spheres of influence that God gives to his different apostolic and prophetic people, which we know the Bible says that the apostles and pro- uh, prophets are foundation layers. Right. They're, they're, they're gifts and function given to lay foundations. But we sometimes confuse personal prophecy with uh, national prophecy, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to discern and make the distinction. So I say all that to say this season, this past four or five years, created the perfect atmosphere to wrestle with these issues. And if we're mm-hmm. honest, we're still navigating, we're still learning sure. how to judge personal prophecy, how to uh, judge prophecy over a local church, how to judge prophecy over a city, how to judge prophecy over a county, a state, and then nations. And then that goes to, is Jesus only interested that his ecclesia uh, would only propagate in the traditional sense of the local church expanding, or does he want nations to be shifted? Mm -hmm. And we know that, you know, there's so many scriptures that point to Jesus said, uh, ask of me the nations and I'll give them to you in the Psalms. Or, uh, so there, there are many more scriptures that talk about nations. If we're talking about, you know, the end of times we're coming mm-hmm. into and nations will be involved, mm-hmm. then it's very important that now we start building an eschatology about what could it look like when nations shift. Yeah. So I just want to say all that to say that there was a prophecy that started floating around about a Cyrus coming. And the Cyrus prophecy, some had it, someone like Kim Clement had it all the way back in 2007. 
Uh, we had people like Mark Taylor, who was the fireman. Mm -hmm. We had people like Nita Johnson. We had people like uh, Lance Wallnow talking about God's chaos candidate. And they all talked about an Isaiah 45 president that would be the 45th president. And we all know prophetic, you know, it's all about numbers and rhymes and all that. So I want to read <laughs> Isaiah 45 real quick, and I'll hand it back to you guys. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze. I'll give you the treasures of darkness that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by, by your name, am the God of Israel. And here's something interesting. It says, uh, it says, I am the Lord, there is no other God, that they may know from the rising of the sun to, this, uh, to its setting that there is none besides me. And I have, known, I have named you, though you have not known me. Mm -hmm. So we see the principle that this is where the body of Christ wrestles. Could God pick someone who's not quite fully Christian, we use that word, <laughs> but his spirit can move through a person to accomplish God's agenda. We clearly see a precedent in the Bible, mm -hmm. and there's many more. We see Daniel working with Darius. He doesn't just work with Cyrus. Right. So the, these are types and shadows where the church is called to function with leaders who are not necessarily fully Christian in our world, but they are types and representations of Darius and Cyrus, that God says they're useful for the advancement of the kingdom. So Yeah, and back then, Israel, it was all about Israel. Correct. Right? Because Israel was the representation of God on the earth, like the church is now. Right. So he's going to anoint, that word just means to empower this, this heathen king, <laughs> right. give him a power and ability beyond himself, he didn't even know, hmm. to fill, fulfill the mission of God on the earth. And so that's what we see. So everybody says, well, you know, does he teach Sunday school? He's been saved so many years, blah, blah, blah. Cyrus was a heathen, right. but God called him to do a specific thing to advance, again, his agenda. And uh, so we see this with the Donald Trump story. That's right. And he's a New Yorker. That's right. And uh, I, I heard somebody talking to Mario Murillo a few weeks ago, and they said, well, what about all those tweets? And Mario Murillo <laughs> says, have you ever talked to a New Yorker? That explains pretty much everything. Right. But that doesn't mean that, you know, he's, he's a flawed man like everybody else. He's not going to come out in a preacher suit, even though presidents wear suits, right. and, act, and talk preacher talk, right. you know, and, and, and all of that. But the important thing is, did God anoint this man mm -hmm. at this time to keep America on task, what God is doing and saying right. right now for our country, and our country affects the world. Right. Mm. It sure does. That's good. I guess you guys are expecting me to jump in at this point. Yeah, we, uh, paused, <laughs> we paused for you. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't, I don't want to weigh in too much at this point other than to say I think that obviously, you know, sort of the evangelical movement or whatever has been tied to certain social and moral agendas, whether it's life or, or whatever it is, and at, at, at a point it became sort of political, and, 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 and the world maybe saw it as, as judgmental or whatever, and so it sort of lumped all Christians in this category of being sort of uh, one-dimensional, right. uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think even some Christians, and it's, it's kind of seeped into the church to where 
we feel like uh, a president is supposed to be some sort of like you're saying mm-hmm. a, a certain have a certain caliber or be a Christian or a Catholic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and really, like you said, the government it is God's agency to to restrain evil mm-hmm. and, and to promote good. That's what its its function is. That it bears the sword, right? right. And it's supposed to promote promote you know peace and order and and, and laws and things of that nature. But so, the, but the president is really not supposed to be some sort of moral authority, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the church is supposed yeah. to be the moral authority. Yeah. Now, Preach. we we do want the president to to have righteous, you know, uh, and have justice and, and those sort of ideals and 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 things, principles, like you yeah. were talking about. And a lot of times, we know the choice is between you know really horrible and not so great. You know, we're having yeah. to. But once again, we've put the president on some sort of plane or pedestal that it, the Bible doesn't even talk about that. Right. Jesus really didn't talk much about yeah. Caesar and all that, other right. than you need to pay taxes and, and be obedient <laughs> yeah. and you know and, and honor you know the leaders and pray for them and, and that sort of thing. And so I think the reason why we're unable to even grapple with some of the prophetic things that you're talking about is that we've so yeah. confused even just the baseline yeah, for politics in general. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what yeah. I wanted to. Well, you know, I I thought about Jerry Falwell and the moral majority back in 80. And it was a big movement. And then Pat Robertson runs for president. So now all of a sudden we have this preacher-president concept that the the church has invented. That's a good point. You know, know, so therefore, you know, that's what we're going to do. And then we have a theology, that kingdom theology came out just about the same time, Mm. you know, um, that we were going to take over the world, we're going to take over the radio stations, and everything's going to end up being good. We're going to be so great that we're going to usher in the millennium, okay. usher in the kingdom that way. So you can see all these different these influences on all of this. Yeah, and the and the pendulum swings, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. From left to right, Democrat to Republican. That's in you know, in a sense, the balance of power. And you know, we we go this far, and it doesn't work out to a degree, and everybody sort of rebels against that and wants mm-hmm. to you know. We never seem to find that happy medium, yeah. and sometimes the church gets caught in that pendulum yeah. swing as well, and they're right. unable to stay out of the ditch, you know, so right, to speak. Right. And like you said, adhere to truth. You know, uh, and have the biblical foundation, but then also tune into what the Spirit is saying, and how can we actively? Because it's okay to engage in poly- everything, especially today. Everything's political, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to be bad. It means mm-hmm. public life. How do we engage together right, right, as right. a community, as a county, a city, yeah. a state, whatever? Right. That's okay. That's. Yeah. But now politics is like a dirty word, or it's mm-hmm. something that is is. Uh, is hostile or whatever it is that that's taboo to go there. Like the church shouldn't be political. Well, that's no, the church is supposed to be engaged in life, you know, Mm -hmm. to help transform society and bring freedom, you know, and, and this biblical truths and principles to the forefront, because that's the way that human beings are going to flourish the most is through God's standard of righteousness of what is right and wrong and how leadership and all these structures should be. If we would follow that, we would see blessing. We would see unity. We would see healing. We would see things happen. So anyway. Yeah, well, you know, here's what I'm hearing with that, and it's really good. I think Christians get so caught up in their party's narrative that they don't even look at the Bible anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, there could be things wrong with a party that you're, the most conservative party, that are, have agendas that are not biblical. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we swallow the whole pill because we don't know, we're not listening to the Spirit. Back to Canal, what is the, what's the prophetic voice saying? Mm -hmm. What issues is the Holy Spirit bringing Mm -hmm. to our attention? Not one party or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the, 
That's the important thing, and that's what I hear you saying. So we, as a church, have the permission to get in, the, get in this context, get into the, the uh, political arena, to represent I see and I hear, and I'm bringing it to the earth. Yeah. You know, so good point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we're looking to Canal. That's right. <laughs> I think, you know, to, to your point, uh, uh, the phrase that, that people have been using is we're not electing a pastor-in-chief, we're electing <laughs> a commander-in-chief. Mm, mm-hmm. and, right. and so that, that's another one to keep in perspective. And it's another thing to look at uh, is, yes, as Pastor Dennis mentioned, there's the historical where do the party lines lean towards. Uh, but even those have swung. If you look at JFK, uh, junior, he's probably rolling over in his grave right now because the Democrat Party doesn't <laughs> look anything like that. Yeah. And some of the uh, staunch Republicans of a decade or two are also rolling over because their party doesn't look anything like that. So that's to put both parties to say mm-hmm. they both have flaws. And then you, you, you funnel it back through what is heaven saying? Donald Trump could have run on an independent ticket it just so happens that he ran on a Republican ticket, right. and his intention was still to do the same things that he's doing and has yes. done. Right. And I believe that is consistent with his record from the 80s, even when Oprah Winfrey right. was interviewing him and said, this sounds like political talk, mm-hmm. and you should run for president. Right. Do you ever consider running for president? So it's it's important to get the lens right of a current situation if you purely look at it all the things that's going on the media is presenting and all and you're just looking at classic d versus r right versus left you're gonna miss a lot of things you have to re-correct your lens you guys have been talking about the antichrist system coming and all so you have to also be willing to readjust your lens to say if the antichrist system is coming and it's not yet time will god raise up people to push back because something, if something is preemptive, God doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. Will he have people, believers, non-believers, people that will partner just like Nehemiah had in his day? He had favor with the king so he could rebuild the city. Will the current uh, place we are in history, you know, because God is a God of history. He's not just a God of American Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a God yeah. of history. Right. So how will he set up the resistance? Mike Bickle talks about the resistors. How will he set up? the resistance, and how will he set up people who will oppose the Antichrist till it's time and even after it shows up? Yeah. And that's an important narrative to look it at mm-hmm. when you look at Donald Trump. Oh. It's, a, it's a lens that few people are not mm-hmm. willing to look at because if socialism and communism want to flood in into America, it's no longer about, oh, does he care about the welfare of the local people? Does, is he pro-life and all, even though those are mm-hmm. all important categories? Has that become the higher narrative by which we should view things that are happening? Is there a, There's this famous meme out there now where you see a dam and the floods are coming and the dam is represented by Trump and socialism and communism <laughs> is the flood and you are down below the dam. And so that shift in narrative helps to see one thing, which is the opposition he's facing because the Antichrist system wants to take over the right. nations, right. and his biggest threat to the nations of the earth is America because they're very pioneering and independent. And yeah, so, I mean, uh, we're supposed to resist all the way to the end. Right. You know, we, don't ever, we never cave in. And to your point, and Canal likes to remind me of this, and he's right. I mean, it looked like four years ago that 
this is, you know, looked like a, you done. know, Miss Hillary yeah. is going to take over by all the polls, by everything else. And, you know, I was preparing the church with what was going on behind the scenes. Sure. And God said, you know what? I'm going to move. <laughs> Boom. Right. Donald Trump. Right. You know, and will he do it again? You know what? We pray he does. That's right. We pray he does because we want to push back. We don't want the enemy coming and affecting our children and changing our government, our former good, limiting our rights as Christians, believers, church stuff, all that thing. So we have an, uh, an obligation to push back, not to cave in. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, I think to Kanal's point, one of the main things, you know, once again, love them or hate them, you know, that, that, that Trump has been able to sort of uh, – touch on or you know pierce through uh is this whole idea of uh the structure of government all the things that are going on you know whether you use the language of draining the swamp or or Mm -hmm. you know dealing with status quo and the and the things that no one ever wanted to touch china or korea or iran all these things and he's sort of smashing through you know all these boundaries where uh, no one else was willing to go. So right, he right. is not really that political guy, you know, right. that is making all these, you know, calculations necessary. I think he's smart in that he's thinking things through and he has a, mm-hmm. a particular thing that he wants to accomplish. But uh, he is sort of exposed, you know, uh, that underlying sort of yes. uh, state of affairs that right, has right, been there right. uh, all along. And he's... Uh, and of course, now the hostility that comes on that—that that, yes. I mean, you can't just do that. You're disrupting our power structure. Right. You're, you're disrupting the flow of our income or our right. status or our ability to function like this. We were comfortable in this arrangement, and so now you see the backlash of now that he's exposing this, and we can't remain here, right. and we've got to push right. the next thing through because we can't stay here anymore. Right. Right. And so, it's, so your whole deal of people are starting to wake up to st- because many people have been asleep. You know, mm-hmm. through the election after election, and it hasn't really touched their personal mm-hmm. lives or whatever. Right. Right. But now that COVID has upended the economy and all these other things, where we are talking about global, you know, public health decisions and and mm-hmm. all of this and lockdowns and mm-hmm. and and all of that. That uh, once again, Trump was sort of the the wrecking ball, mm-hmm. you know, that That's has good. swept away all the all this all this. Oh, we're moving now. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going now. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. But but I love what you said because before it was a different election. You know, right. it was the Democrat Republican. But things stayed the same. The budget just kept going out of control, right. mm-hmm. and they would do all their stuff. But the whole time, there's this world agenda mm-hmm. behind the scenes, navigating, pulling, like manipulating governments and stuff like this. So we have this wild card come. Donald Trump and says, you know what? Bump the world agenda. Right. I'm more of a nationalist to begin. He's right. a, a, yeah, a constitutionalist. Sure. You guys can do what you want. This is what we're going to do for our country. But these guys have money. They have power. Yeah. They own the, the networks, the media, not just nationally, but internationally. And COVID has woke the world up that, you know what? There's something global going on yeah, here. Right. Yep. Just this last, just Sunday, you know, because I'm all into this. On the way to church, you think, <laughs> okay, can't you just take a break for a minute? You know. <laughs> so I listened to two European doctors. One was from the Netherlands, and one was from Germany. How they're? Have you seen these guys? No, I well, they're doing what the the doctor. Oh, we're we're up into this. <laughs> so what the American doctors came 
out with when COVID first started. Where's the science? Mm-hmm. Where's the numbers? Mm-hmm. They don't match. What, we're, what the government, these lockdowns, what they're doing doesn't match real science. And the other side keeps saying, well, we believe science. Mm-hmm. No, you believe mm-hmm. a world order, <laughs> yep. you know, WHO, you know, skew the statistics mm-hmm. to match their narrative. But we have a president that says, bump that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Bump your global agenda about the, um, you know, make everything green, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. We all know that we right. want to steward this world. We right. know we don't want to, you know, right. pollute the skies, the seas, and all that kind of stuff. It makes us all, bothers us all. But this, they're, they're using these different agendas to get control. Yep. Right. And they have a wild card that says, you know what, you're not going to control me. So they hate him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Hate him. Yeah. But uh, we need to keep this guy moving for another yeah. four years. Yeah. And you know, with the socialism and being so popular uh, to some degree, Donald Trump is to America what Ma- Margaret Thatcher was to the mm-hmm. UK. You know, she was she was a pain in their neck, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the globalists hated her then, and they tried everything possible to get rid of her. And they're doing the same thing here. So when you study the New World Order, you study the globalist agenda, they they use every opportunity to get further inroads into right. privacy. Right. And we've seen that, you know, even right. with our phones and all, and there's more things coming down the pipeline. So it is important to, again, the real time, when we talk about sometimes historically uh, teachers of the church and preachers are guilty of, they're always saying Antichrist, the Antichrist will show up, the man of lawless. Yes, but in what is, is he just going to show up? Or mm-hmm. is this gradual setup, yeah. which you've been yeah. sharing, that things are going to happen, cashless society thing? You can kind of see some steps towards that. Right. So if, you don't, if you're not willing to walk away from your traditional mindset of left versus right and, okay, yeah. the new world order is coming, right. and could the World Health Organization and other organizations be bought out to be part of the inroads of some of this United stuff. United Nations. United Nations. Mm-hmm. How else is it going to happen? It's not just going to drop from the sky. Right, Here right. comes the New World Order, which right. I think uh, Christians especially, we need to become good thinkers. You know, yeah, we need we to do. become good thinkers. We may believe a particular truth in the Bible, but are we thinking through how it may actually happen? Are we thinking through that Donald Trump could be a Cyrus? Are we thinking mm-hmm. through that the as the COVID hits, the globalists are aching and they're salivating to push more of the agenda and then the how the different states are responding, could that expose and reveal which ones lean more to it that way? Exactly we need to be right, good right. thinkers. Who about wants those us things. locked down? Who wants us controlled? Right. You know? Um so it, I, what Justin was alluding to earlier was it's, be, it's more evident now. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody's eyes are opened, right. but more eyes are open now perhaps than ever before that there's something beyond America, something beyond Democrat and Republican. Yeah. But one of these parties seems to be going more, let's just call it what it is, an antichrist system, one mm. world government, one world religion one world economy, right. who's pushing this? Mm. Right. And which party is saying, you know what? Not so fast. Right. Mm. We're not buying what you're selling. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, the more that these things have come to the surface uh, and have been, you know, pushed out, whether it's it's climate change, uh, and now it's this 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 new 
terminology of packing the courts. Right. They, they right. always want to redefine yeah. Yeah. what things are, and they and they portray it as well. This side is doing this, and they're the ones that are really you know packing right. the courts. But that's actually not what packing the courts is. And right. so there's been this redefining throughout sure. uh, mm-hmm. with all these things where social justice, whatever yeah. it is, they use something uh, uh, that. You know, everybody can agree with it. Has this universal appeal that that can that once again either stoke some sort of fear, or uh, you know, some sort of guilt, or you know, you have this responsibility, or you know, whatever it is that they they sort of force onto people right. and say you have to choose this side or right. death or right. destruction or whatever. And so there's this apocalyptic deal where they flip you know this right. terminology around. Once again, uh, it's all masked, right? It's all it's all a part of the agenda to push these things forward. And all the while, while that's going on, the redefinition and the masking of this, and it, uh, Christianity has been marginalized. Every step of the yes. way, it's been pushed out of the public sphere right. Right. again and again and again. Right. So once again, that's drawing the lines where you right. can see the clear cut. This transcends politics. This right. goes beyond left and right and, and all that. There, there's a spiritual war that's going on. Right. Where you're, well, like you were saying, Dennis, that the the truth is at stake, you know, right. and and the and these there are these ones that are presenting their version of the truth, their vision of the world, of right, what's right. best for humanity, right. and once again, they're demanding allegiance in in a, mm-hmm. in religious terms, right? Yeah, and it's so extreme. It's mm-hmm. either you're in or you are out. The the rage and the hostility. I, I think you we've always had opinions, but we're we're at a place now where there is no civil debate. There is no rational thought. You right. know that can be uh, exchanged anymore. No, it, no, uh, no. I, there's no exchange of ideas. There's no coming to the table. How long has the 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 House and the Senate just been at a stalemate where right. they can't get right. anything right. accomplished? Right. Yeah, and it's like they don't even uh, report the news anymore. They preach their narrative. They scream and they yell on both sides. Yeah, right, yeah. that's it's true. Not, let's not just talk about what happened today and this, this was made or this law was brought up or whatever. There was a tornado here or whatever. It's like, well, there's a tornado because of climate change, you know. <laughs> you know, chickens laid 5,000 less eggs in Vermont, last right. county, because of – Climate change, they can't, they've got to throw their mm-hmm. thing in there, right. and that's where we're at. It's just getting, like, pretty volatile, yeah. to tell you the truth. And everybody senses it, yeah. and we're lining yeah. up, we're taking sides. Yeah. 